Hey guys, Happy New Year. It's great to be back after a bit of an extended break over the, the holiday period. And uh, I've got a bunch of really interesting interviews lined up for you. Starting with this one today, which is uh, actually a chat I had back before Christmas uh, in the offices of a company called Marley Spoon here in Berlin. And uh, Marley Spoon is a company that's kind of, uh, or at least a product that's difficult not to be engaged by. So you visit their website and you're instantly assaulted by photos of beautiful dishes and recipes. And that's what they're all about, really, is, is getting people passionate about cooking food in their own homes. So in this episode, I'm talking to Fabian Siegel and uh, Luca Pette. Uh, Fabian is the co-founder of Marley Spoon and, and previously to that was also CEO of Delivery Hero. He's definitely no stranger to building companies uh, and also has a significant amount of investment experience. Luca, on the other hand, is probably one of the most passionate guys uh, who I know and, and have worked with in the past uh, about technology and, and coding and building software. Luca is from the south of Italy, um, and almost naturally, I guess you could say, he also has a passion for great food. And this is where his role as head of technology at Marley Spoon really uh, very cleverly fuses together those two passions. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, remember, as always, you can catch up with the show notes and any other details and links on berlinstartupradio.com. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Mr. Ed. That's M-R underscore E-D. Uh, if you want to get involved or if you just got some feedback, I really love to hear about it. So thanks and uh, yeah, see you again next time. And Fabian. Um, Luca is head of technology at Marley Spoon, and Fabian, you're the founder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, thanks a ton for, for taking a bit of time to, to come and talk to us and for inviting me to your office, which is really something special, actually. Um, so, actually, it was supposed to be a restaurant. Oh, really? Yes, but um, we were lucky that they didn't get it ready in time for the summer season <laughs> okay. in Paris. Okay. So, it was a great short term lease. We have to get out of here uh, already in. Uh, in April, unfortunately, uh, but for us, what's great was as a kitchen. Yeah, we didn't have yeah. to build a kitchen; we had a kitchen. Okay. Um, so for us, for Mali Spoon, um, um, maybe well, Mali Spoon brings delightful market, fresh, easy cooking back yeah. to the people. So we're yeah. all about cooking. Yeah, yeah. So having a restaurant space and a great kitchen, we felt as a great way to start this business. So, so was it just like? By chance, that you're looking at places and you found this place which already is kind of geared for cooking. Yeah, that was a coincidence. So okay. we were really happy when we saw it, and uh, it's a short-term lease as well, which is great for a startup because you don't know how much space you'll need in the, after the first year. Yeah, and you don't want to have a four or five-year contract. Yeah, so of course. it was great to have like a nine-month lease, and uh, we're gonna move somewhere in the, in, in the spring, which is great because we're hardly fit in here anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. It's it's really amazing actually. Um, so yeah, Fabian, maybe uh, if you can just explain a bit kind of where you're coming from and, and how you ended up here. Um, maybe not, not in a ton of detail, but just to understand. Sure, I mean, I love to build internet businesses. I've been building internet businesses since 2000. Uh, I've been as well investing in internet businesses uh, in 2013. As, uh, I was um, um, part of a fund called Global Farmers Capital. 
um, which was good for me because I really found out that in the end, I just love building businesses much more than investing. Okay. So, uh, so I tried that. I didn't like it. But um, why? Why is that? It's too lonely to invest. Okay. If you're an investor, you're just trying to, you're on the phone all the time with founders and mm. trying to find the right team to invest into. Once you found them, you see them building great things and you realize you're not part of it. I mm. mean, they build great stuff, but you're actually just looking. And yeah. so I felt like, uh, I, I, that wasn't a lot of fun mm. so um, that's it, why I wanted to build it again is it kind of that feeling that you, you want something that's your baby that, that you really own and, and that no it's more about um, it's just so much fun to build things like, like when, when we, <laughs> yes. Luca and I met and uh, Luca is a very different person for me but we both share a passion for cooking and he's, he's an engineer uh, at the same time uh, a cook at heart and I love to cook but I'm not an engineer I love to build businesses and both of us working together is just a lot of fun and to be having so much fun together um, that's what we're doing it, I guess okay yeah and and Luca um, for you obviously you coming from a slightly different direction to, to like head of technology here what's... yeah well I mean the, the, my, my story is kind of funny because I, I think I always had um, this luck of leaving the job I had at the right timing, so and I actually never changed my job because I really wanted to. You know, it's like yeah, things are just happening. Yeah. So I come from south of Italy, from the accent is very easy to understand. <laughs> I've done almost everything there, working for small businesses, huge companies like I don't know, insurance company like mm. Generale, very different business. Then I moved to Germany, and I worked in advertising for a couple of years. But so so far, if I connect the dots. Uh, the only thing I never liked in my career is that I was never building something you can actually touch, you know, okay. like physically touch. Yeah. What well, you mean, like hardware? Or no, no, no. It's not. It's not. No, it's not about that. It's about okay. the product itself. It was always about numbers. Yeah. I mean, when I was working for advertising or for insurance company, you push a bug to production. You know, you change mm. something and you actually break something. Mm. You are bre- you are breaking something that does doesn't really exist anywhere. I, I it's hard to explain. It's just it's mm-hmm. just a technology piece, right? Yeah. Here, yeah. here sometimes you can actually impact the life of someone yeah. that is working in a warehouse and they're having hard times figuring out different pieces. Then you push a new feature and you know they will take up half of the time to put this box out that goes to people yeah. apartments. And I don't know. I. I I, I don't. Th- I don't think about orders. No, I, I think about cooking boxes that get to people's places. and they're actually cooking based on the yeah. system that we're building. So maybe we should explain what we actually do. Yeah, that's, that's, true. that's yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Marty's Spoon brings. Uh, we, say, we say we bring delightful, market fresh, and easy cooking back to the people. So, mm-hmm. so our vision is that people have very busy lives um, and they want to. Um, uh, they're very um, ambitious about the job, family, relationships. Um, um, and, and even when they want to cook well and, and, and eat well and, and diverse and often the cooking really just doesn't happen you don't have the time yeah. for it yeah. uh, you don't really live up to your expectations when it comes to cooking so um, uh, and when I go to a supermarket say to buy something and say oh I want to get inspired I always buy the same five things you know, so I don't yeah. really cook diversely I cook the same stuff and I've been doing it for many years so what Mali Spoon does actually is uh, Mali Spoon um, brings seven amazing dishes every week so every week new seven dishes two mm. fish two vegetarian three meats created by our chefs um, and if you see something that you like you can just click on it and buy on demand 
um, in the right quantities. So say you want two times uh, to cook the fish and two times the entrecote, mm -hmm. then we send you the, um, uh, the recipe card and mm -hmm. the ingredients in the right quantities. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to throw stuff away that you don't need. Now, if you need some uh, wasabi for your, for your, for your uh, dish, you only need 20 grams, but you have to buy a whole pot. Yeah. Normally you throw it out. So often it's really hard to get the food and the right quantities if you want to cook. Yeah. That's what Marley Spoon basically does. Now you see these amazing recipes, you click what you want, and then we send you the grocery box with all the right groceries and the right quantities together with the recipe card straight to your home. So you only need salt and pepper and oil maybe, and that's it. And then you can cook. So that's what Marley's, yeah. Marley Spoon does. There's no yeah. subscription, no commitment. It's very easy to try out. And we do that all over Germany, all over the UK, and all over the Netherlands. Okay, so I mean, there's a few problems there, I guess, that, that you're tackling. Uh, the key one probably being the fact that people just don't have time in their busy lives to, to cook anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one that, that I think definitely I can identify with is having the confidence to, to try out something new. And certainly as, a, as somebody who does cook every now and then, I, I don't, you know, I go to a supermarket and I'm kind of somewhat overwhelmed unless I have a recipe card in my hand with, with the exact things that I need. But the great thing is always easy. So I think, there's, as I said, delightful market version, easy. Everything at Marley Spoon is easy. So it looks amazing, it tastes amazing, mm. but it's still easy. Mm. So many people would say, I wouldn't dare to create a fish, for example, this sibling with some, with some sides, looks difficult, where do I even get the fish? Will the fish be fresh? So many people don't cook fish because they're intimidated by it. Mm. But you'd be surprised how easy it is and how great it tastes. Yeah. So, so that's what Marley Spoon does. So it really makes sure, regardless of what you select, it'll be always easy and yeah. always be delightful. So, so you obviously have a team of chefs here that are... That yes. Producing yeah. these recipes. Actually, you can see them there. Over there. Yeah, so it's, it's have, yeah. We have an entire like small, you know, the company is still small. I, I, I'm afraid to call it department, but that's what it is, right? We have a small department that takes care of that. So they use yeah. they use the website actually just to input the recipes. But yeah. what they do every day is testing out recipes. Yeah, okay. we have we have a person that takes care of talking to the chef and trying to envision what Marley Spoon food looks like. Yeah. Because as Fabian said has to be fun, fresh and easy, right? Yeah. And it's it's not actually easy to combine this in a, in the result. I mean I tried it a lot of times, you know, as you know already because yeah. we know each other already I'm crazy about cooking. Yeah. And when I tried the dishes out, uh, actually I was surprised by the fact that it takes always 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. So it's it's easy, but at the same time you get something new. Yeah. I actually already brought in my own recipes okay. like a vocabulary, right? I get it yeah, from yeah, Marley's food yeah. and then I use it in my life. I think this is the big impact we would like to make. Yeah. Cool. So you've obviously spent a long time here building a team of people. Uh, all the people here are passionate about food, or what, what do you look for when you're building a company like this, which is, in my eyes, it has really like a, a unique factor about it. So I, I think there's certainly an idea that connects everybody. If people either like to cook or they like to eat. At least they are they care about food. No? Mm. Um, and they care as well about building something having an impact. Because many people go to startups because that's where you matter. Yeah. If you're one of a thousand employees in a big company, it doesn't really matter whether you're there or not, mm. to be honest. Now this, the company will stop existing next day if you drive against a tree and you're dead. Sure. You know? It's different than a startup. Everybody really matters. And everybody mm. has an impact. Everybody can take responsibility. Mm. So I think these are the two unique things. People that want to take responsibility, they love to build something that are entrepreneurial and at the same time that share our passion for eating and cooking um, I think that somehow connects each of us uh, in this company. Yeah, yeah. 
And and for yourself, I mean, uh, have you worked with with food products or built food based companies before? Or is is there a connection there, or was so it just there? There is a co- you could argue there is a connection before. Now I was uh, one of the guys that started Deliver Here or Lieferheld in, in in Germany, and you could argue Deliver Here and Lieferheld is a food company because it's about online food ordering. Yeah. But actually, to be honest. It's not so much about food. What delivery here does was delivery here is just a marketplace that sends orders from consumers to restaurants, but then they cook and they deliver on the yeah. food. Yeah. So you always connect with people that are hungry and want to eat, but it's a slightly different use case, and you're not really part of creating the food, which mm-hmm. often is a problem because if the food is terrible, then then people blame uh, delivery here or Alifa Health for the quality of the food, which yeah. always felt a little frustrating. So therefore, I would say. Um, um, it's more a coincidence. I wouldn't say I'm a food uh, technology entrepreneur, not at all. I just love to cook myself. I love mm. to eat, and it was just a coincidence that we found this great business now, and yeah. uh, so that's why we're in the business. Yeah, and in terms of the market that you're in, I mean, there are guys obviously doing doing similar things out there. Would how do you go about building a, a business in a space where I think? Uh, it seems to me that it's it's hotting up quite a bit now in, in food. So I think there's, there's many companies in, in, in the online grocery space, if you look at it more gen- generally. No? Yeah. So we're not online supermarkets, there are online supermarkets. We are, I believe, in the internet solving individual use cases. For us, it's cooking. No, we do cooking mm. end-to-end. We do it better than anybody else, better mm. than an online supermarket could ever do. Mm. But yes, there's many companies that are in the grocery space, in the online grocery space, because it's the biggest vertical of consumer spending. Mm. It's the biggest single area where we spend money because most of us eat quite regularly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we spend more money on food. Some of us more than others. <laughs> I mean, we spend more money on food than we spend on, on fashion, than we have yeah. on cars. No, it's just a bigger industry, but it's one of those last industries where there's no, no clear, uh, clear winner in e-commerce. It's yeah. one of these spaces where e-commerce is happening now. If you think about books, Amazon. Yeah. Think about fashion, Zalando. Think about groceries, blank. Yeah. Nobody yet. So you see all these companies that are in the space, they are very excited about the size of the space mm. and they're all just scratching just the surface. So that's why I think it's great to have so many players because we all make the space more valid. And I think there yeah. are many big players being built here over the next couple of years. We want to be one of them. Yeah, yeah but it's a good sign too, no? If you yeah. think about it. I mean, I would, be, I would be a bit more suspicious if there would be absolutely no competition in the space because maybe you're doing it wrong, right? I think, yeah. I think, I think that, yeah, you're true. It's, all, it's hotting up a lot. Mm. But I still think that this business space is so big that we are not there yet. I mean, none no. of us is really there because there is no technology-based food companies. Yeah, there, right? yeah. I mean, no one is doing that for real. Yeah. I mean, they're all trying out. And yeah. I, I think I think we. I actually like this aspect a lot because it, it, it positions us in a very interesting part of the business because I mean cooking it's a very specific sector right mm. I mean it's not like doing groceries it can mean a million things right because there are people that have different habits you know. yeah. cooking is just one specific thing sure and yeah I think we want to learn from Steve Jobs the year right I was saying you know just do, do one thing and do it better than anyone else yeah yeah I think we're trying okay okay so I mean let's just talk slightly techy for a bit I mean, you, you guys have a, a web platform where, where yeah. your customers go and, and yeah. order your goods are, are you in kind of the mobile space as well or is that at all relevant for you is that a use um, case yeah it dep- I mean it depends because mobile is a bit broad term right yeah of I course mean, I mean should we even talk about web versus mobile anymore yeah, I, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah that's a me that I don't really understand anymore I mean the thing is that uh, 
I'm not sure yet. I mean, from the numbers, I have my gut feelings, I, but it's still, you know, it's just my gut feelings. Yeah. My idea is that it, mobile it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Mm. Yeah, we do have a mobile application. Mm. We have a mobile application for IIS. Actually, now we have it only in Germany, mm. we have, because the website is already working in different countries. Yeah. I think we do need it. There, there are use cases, but I'm, I'm not able to say. I mean, in the end, in, in the end, that's about exploring it. And I, I don't know. I have the impression that when I look at our own website, uh, honestly, the pictures are, are awesome. Yeah, I don't I, know if you really enjoy that on an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, they did this iPhone 6 Plus. That's huge. Yeah. So it depends on what you mean, right? Maybe sure. it's a tablet-based company. I don't know. Honestly, yeah, we do have a web store. It's based on our open source platform that is actually pretty famous. Okay. That helped us a lot, just bootstrapping as fast as we could yeah. because we started. I mean, officially we started in June, right? right. Yeah, we were from scratch in, yeah, in June. Yeah, and oh, we were okay. live seven of. August. And you joined, well, when did you come? Well, physically, <laughs> depends on what you mean, right? Okay. So I joined 1st of September, so yeah. very, very late. I wasn't really involved when I was in my previous company because, first of all, I didn't really have the time. Mm. But like uh, toward the end of my experience there, I was already starting hiring here. We were actually very unfortunate because I hired two people or three even, and they left one after the other. I had to fire a person the first day. Well, like not really fire, but almost. I, but it, you know, in Italy we have a saying that is like, uh, uh, the, the good things, they are good from, from the morning. It's hard to translate in English, okay. but I think it's total bullshit. I mean, if I would have to do it like this, I, I mean, the day I moved to Germany, I, I came here with a car, right? Because mm. I don't like to fly. So okay. we stopped in Innsbruck for the night. The morning, my wife was vomiting because she had a very bad night with food. Mm. I found one tire on my car flat and we couldn't <laughs> move from Innsbruck and it was like mid of June, it was nine degrees and rain. So if I took, yeah. that's my start. Sure, yeah, it looks yeah. like Berlin is actually giving me a lot of things. So yeah, I just think that it's not true that it, it has to look good from the start. So. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and lightning always strikes three times, right? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's it's crazy how fast you guys have built up the product. And uh, yeah, in, in from what I can see, your site is so built around you know, beautiful imagery and it's, it's to me it's the same experience with the, as when I go to Airbnb, I have an instant want to, to stay in these places just as I have an instant want to eat the, the food that, that you yeah. guys are producing. That's a good, that's very yeah. good feedback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in terms of Berlin as a city, um, do you think it's the right place now to build a kind of a global business here? I mean, you guys are somewhat global now you've launched in, in two, two other countries I, th I think Berlin is a, is a great place um, to build businesses in Europe um, mm. the, it's a city where it's easy to get talent to mm. I mean um, most of our, our employees here at Marley Spoon are not German no? yeah. so English is the work language um, so it's very easy to attract talent from all over Europe, even outside of Europe, to come to Berlin to work. Mm. Um, it's a city that's not so expensive, so um, as a startup we can't afford high salaries, so it's great to get people to work here, make a living and build something. Um, so we can uh, have for our business in the Netherlands, we have people from the Netherlands working right here, same for the UK, we have Americans and, and mm. British people working on, on those markets. 
Um, my last company, Delivery Hero, we had an even more global team. We had 23 markets and yeah. people from all over the world working actually here in Berlin mm -hmm. uh, for their respective countries. So it's a great place to build um, uh, international businesses. And I think by now, after a couple of years, so I moved to Berlin in 2010, mm -hmm. I feel like now there's even a much deeper bench of people. There's much more people that understand global businesses, understand tech businesses, uh, because they come here, they work for one company, move to another company, but they stay. Yeah, you know, and yeah. they accumulate. So I feel um, um, if, I, if I could choose anywhere in Europe, um, I would pick again Berlin. Actually, I'm not so uh, excited about the city itself. Uh, most people love the city. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay in Berlin. But sure. just from a pure startup perspective, I think it's an ideal city to, to, to build a startup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is this combination of profitable and fresh that makes it very interesting technology-wise because generally in a store, Every, every, everything that's like a stream, right? You get the orders in, and then from the moment the order gets placed, there is a sequence of acts happening, like one after the other, and here actually they get collected, that we start consuming some information like yeah. a few weeks in advance, because there are things that you want to figure it out, because our recipes may contain ingredients that's not so obvious you can find in one day, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and then at some point when there is the cut-off date, we actually consume all the information and start moving forward and everything goes to the warehouse and then we have a set okay. of data flows that gets to the warehouse and that's the people mm. that work there in our production system that for me it's extremely confusing as an IT guy because you know, production it means a completely different design. <laughs> my, my shift that I have to do because I'm talking to someone and say, yeah, there is this thing in production that doesn't work and I have to force myself thinking about that is not our production environment, yeah. but our production warehouse that is actually yeah. where people are working every day. It's not but I guess the problem, a server, right? <laughs> I guess the problem could be equally as, as serious with this kind of production as the in the in all sense of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. clear yeah, yeah yeah they are clearly connected but you know the thing is that they just to come back to the point where why I'm so excited about it is because yeah you can screw up a website and then there are your users cannot see a specific part of your system I care way more about the fact that the entire system doesn't work and there are people waiting for food they don't get it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean that's that's a big deal, right? Yeah, <laughs> for me it's a big deal because I mean I've done it. I've cooked our our own food and you know sometimes yeah. you're just waiting for this recipe to come and then yeah, uh, yeah so we don't want to screw it up you yeah. know, from 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 this point of view, technologically is very interesting because I don't want bugs. You know, you generally sure. can live with bugs. It's mm. just a cost, and this system I would like to have zero bugs. So yeah. what I te tell to my team is like we don't we don't strive for uh, speed, we don't strive for optimization, we strive for perfection. Yeah, we maybe. We may not get there, right? Mm. But I want to strive for perfection. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe we get there. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I guess it's a completely different set of challenges than, than kind of scaling to a high traffic or something. Yeah, I think honestly we will never have scaling problems in terms of I mean what you are used to, right? I know mm. a bit of your background. Yeah, we will, we will never have that kind of scaling problems. That is honestly very interesting up to a level yeah. where you realize that it's just about doing the math right and getting sure. the things out right. If you if you do if you do it slowly because that's very counterintuitive. If you do it slowly, then you get the scaling right. Mm. Here, here, what is hard to scale is logistic. It's a 
physical thing. It's not yeah. that you just, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't really care if we get 1,000 or 10,000 orders from a tech point of view. Well, I'm, but I'm that, sure there are other people here no, that do. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just asked about the specific yeah, yeah, tech problem. I yeah. don't really care because it does, it's not going to impact our workflow and our development pipeline, but it's definitely going to impact three different warehouses now that we are just in three countries, right? Mm -hmm. Because then the numbers... Uh, gets even more more interesting. So yeah, it's not about scaling. We have a very rich domain. Mm. I mean, compared to our spaces where I work with, where you have like five concepts and that's all of it. Like for example, when I was working for insurance companies, like, you know, there is the policy, there is the customer, and then there are the rules, you apply all the rules and you get the contract out, right? Mm. Yeah. So there are a lot of rules, but that doesn't add complexity to the domain model. Mm. Here, uh, fulfilling the needs of the customer, like the final customer and our internal customer, people using the ingredients, both from production point of view and from the business point of view, or even from marketing. They may ask a question, why, uh, why we don't sell pork in south of Germany, right? They may want to ask this question to me at some point, right? Yes, so yeah. from this point of view, the domain is very interesting. Because, sure. Well, I mean, there are a lot of ingredients out there, right? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so, on a product level, do you have plans to, to kind of scale the product in different directions? So, for example, I'm instantly thinking, well, what if you had like a, like a high-end menu or like a date night menu with wine, with nice wines and things like this? Or is this something I think, I think there's, there's always the, 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 this idea of expanding the product scope. Yeah. Um, which, you know, because there's a lot of creative people sitting in the office. There are a lot of ideas. My experience is... You have to do one thing do it really, really well, and mm -hmm. rather do it in many places. So I think what we want to do is delightful, market fresh, and easy cooking. Sure. Uh, and I love to build businesses for many people. Uh, for yeah. So I'm, we're shooting really to bring cooking back to everyday life, no? to yeah. everybody in the end, no? to, to the masses. Mm. Um, we want to re-establish cooking for most people. We are not shooting for the gourmet, we're not shooting for a small niche that you could serve in a certain way. And we really want to make cooking feasible for everybody. And if that works, then do it in as many countries as possible. Mm. And I think it will keep us busy. No? And so there might be many other great things to do. <laughs> but my gut feel is, even though I have many cool ideas that we could do, yeah. just doing that and doing it really, really well, it's a really awesome business, yeah. will touch many people, no? thousands of people, mm. hundreds of thousands of people. Um, but it will be complicated enough to do. So mm. I think that's what we're focusing on, on mm. doing this and doing this in as many markets as mm. possible. And, and how do you get to the point where you're, you're no longer just a, a tiny player who a very small percentage of the market have heard about? Like how I, do mean, you I, don't, I don't mind yeah. having being a tiny player in the 1.5 trillion euros uh, <laughs> uh, European yeah. food market. Zero, no zero that would be totally fine with us. No? So, <laughs> so our goal is to be a tiny player in the food space. No? Yeah. If, yeah. you think, if you think about Which, it, it makes it very interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, would you would you consider the product to be a kind of high-end, more premium product than... than no, so I think my biggest worry is people look at our product, it looks awesome, it looks yummy, yummy as you said yourself. Yeah. My biggest worry is people say, oh, it's probably difficult. It's probably not okay. for me. It's probably just for the pro. Because it's not. It's really, really easy. I mean, that's the amazing thing about Mali School. Yeah. So I think um, what we have to make sure that people understand that on the one hand side, it's 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 diverse, it's delightful, but it's very very easy, no? Uh, at, at the end, yeah. so I think that's what we are aiming for. So um, okay. Um, okay. my biggest worry, our website is it looks really really nice. I'm worried that people think 
oh, it's so nice, I'm probably going to be intimidated, but I'm not going to do that. So I think, if at okay. all, we have to make that even clearer than already than today, that it's actually very easy for everybody. Sure, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm aware that, that you guys are both really short on time, and, and <laughs> we should probably start to wrap it up, but um, yeah, are you hiring? Is the We're always hiring. We're always engineers. <laughs> <laughs> always hiring. So, so if people are interested in, in joining and they, they're passionate about food... And Please go to marleyspoon.com or write an email to jobs at marleyspoon.com. Okay, great. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, it's been really thank good to, to talk about food and tech. Um, yeah, Fabian, Luca, thank you. Perfect, thanks. Thank you. Just a quick reminder that you can get all the show notes from this episode and every other episode on BerlinStartupRadio.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter and get every episode delivered straight to your inbox. See you in a couple of weeks.